Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, as always, I'm David McMinn, and I'm the pastor here, and I'm so glad on this day where we celebrate rest from our labors on Labor Day weekend that we get to celebrate Christ together, because I think this is a very Sabbath holiday, right? We get to rest, and we get to connect with God. Hi, dear one. Um, and uh, so I'm glad that you have chosen to make um, worship as a part of this, uh, a part of your Labor Day weekend. But today we're, we're talking about a very interesting passage of Scripture from Ezekiel chapter 37, where God resurrects some dry bones through the Holy Spirit. But before you get into that, I want to bring up that picture of my, my dogs this morning. Can you put that back up? Um, you know, just because dogs are cute, right? And who doesn't want to see pictures of dogs? So um, sometimes, as we've talked about, sometimes we feel like we're a puppy, right? And we're full of life, and we're full of energy, and we're full of all that is good and wonderful in this world. And sometimes we feel more like Caroline, who just wants to lay around all the time, right? And we feel like we can feel the weight and the pressure of life in our years. And we can feel the difficulties and struggles, and those may be from relationships. Maybe the people in your life tend to drag you down and make you feel tired and exhausted all the time. Maybe it's mental anguish. Maybe there's some depression or some anxiety in your life that you struggle with. It can be physical. Some of us deal with physical pains. Caroline, if she could talk, could tell you all about her thyroid gland, you know, that, that it doesn't work, and her joints that ache. And, and these are the things that are the reasons that she likes to lay around all the time. Sometimes it's physical pain that wears us down, and we just feel dragged down and oppressed by the world. And sometimes it's spiritual. Sometimes we've been hurt by people in the church. We've been hurt by faith. We've been hurt by um, the difficulties that we struggle with in life and wondering where is God in the midst of these difficult times. And in the midst of these uh, times where we feel separated, we feel tired, and we feel worn out, and we feel dragged down, we need to call out to the Holy Spirit We need to call out to God to breathe life into us and to fill our dry bones with life so we can experience restoration and reconciliation. Our message today is about when we are feeling dry, when we are feeling worn out, when we are feeling exhausted, that we are to call to God and ask God to fill our dry bones with the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Ezekiel he was a prophet, and um, he was a prophet at a time when Judah and Jerusalem were being taken into exile by Babylon. And he didn't have a good message. His message was basically, well, you guys messed up enough that God is going to allow you to go into exile. And there's really not a lot of hope in his message. And I really feel bad for Ezekiel because God made him do some pretty strange stuff. The first thing that God made him do was build like a, a toy version of Jerusalem and then reenact Jerusalem getting attacked by, like, a toy army. And he had to do this in public in front of people, right? The second thing that God made Ezekiel do was cut off all of his hair and then get a sword and hack it into little pieces uh, to show how the people would be taken into exile. And the third thing, and this is really the worst of all of it, the third thing that God made Ezekiel do was lay on his side in public for a year while cooking his food 
while cooking his food over a pile of dung, of burning dung, for one year. This is what he did for an entire year. It was not fun to be Ezekiel. And yet, and yet, he was God's prophet. And his message was that you guys messed up, you're going to go into exile, but God is still going to be faithful. And, and when you are in exile, when you are in that place where you are in that spiritual darkness away from God, God is going to find you there. And God is going to breathe new life into you and give you new hope and restoration and resurrection. So let's look at our scripture today from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. And this is what it says. This is God in, uh, speaking to Ezekiel. The Lord's power overcame me, and while I was in the Lord's spirit, he led me out and set me down in the middle of a certain valley. It was full of bones. Now imagine that. Just picture that in your mind. You're taken to a valley, and it's just full of bones. He led me through, through them all around, and I saw there were a great many of them on the valley floor, and they were very dry. He asked me, human one, can these bones live again? I said, Lord God, only you know. He said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the Lord's word. The Lord God proclaims to these bones, I'm about to put breath in you and you will live again. I will put sinews on you, I place flesh on you and cover you with skin. When I put breath in you and you come to life, you will know that I am the Lord. I prophesied just as I was commanded. And there was a great noise as I was prophesying, then a great quaking, and then the bones came together bone by bone. When I looked, suddenly there were sinews on them. The flesh appeared, and they were covered over with skin, but there was still no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy to the breath, human one. Say to the breath, the Lord God proclaims, come from the four winds, breath. Breathe into these dead bodies and let them live. I prophesied just as he commanded me. When the breath entered them, they came to life and stood on their feet in an extraordinarily large company. He said to me, human one, these bones are the entire house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up. Our hope has perished. We are completely finished. So now prophesy and say to them, the Lord God proclaims, I am opening your graves. I will raise you from your graves, my people, and I will bring you to Israel's fertile land. You will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from the graves, my people. I will put breath in you and you will live and I will plant you on fertile land and you will know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do that. Do you hear the description in verse 11? Human one, these bones are the entire house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope has perished. We are completely finished. I don't know about you, but from time to time that describes me. Like I said, whether that is from the stress of the day-to-day life and all those things that we add in from work and relationships and bills and finances and trying to do the right thing and maybe even from trying to be a Christian in this world and, and, and just knowing how difficult that can be. And we feel the weight of the world. Or maybe it's, it's like I said earlier, when you just can't get up in the morning. When you get in that dark place, And you just feel sadness, and you struggle just even getting out of bed. Or maybe it's a spiritual place where you have found yourself walking away from God, and you find yourself in exile. And you're saying, my bones are dried up, and my hope has perished. 
If that's how you feel today, or you've ever felt that before, then this message is for you. When we feel dried up, when we feel lost, and we feel like we're in a valley with other dry bones, God is going to breathe the breath of God. God is going to animate our bones with new life if we call out and say, God, we need you. This message is about three R's this morning. And the first one is ruach. And you kind of, when you say ruach, you kind of have to say it with like a guttural ruach, you know, kind of like you're trying to speak Klingon ruach, you know. Um, but uh, ruach is the breath or the wind or the spirit of God. So it's about ruach and it's about restoration and it's about resurrection. So in this passage, Ruach is mentioned 10 times, the breath, the wind of God. And, and the author kind of uses on play of word, uh, as a play of words. Sometimes he's talking about the breath of God. Sometimes he's talking about the wind of God. And sometimes he's talking about the spirit of God. And we know that the same breath, wind, spirit was with God in creation because it hovered over the waters in the midst of creation. And now as followers of Jesus, Jesus gave us a name for the spirit. The Holy Spirit, who Jesus says is the counselor and the companion and the friend. And Jesus actually says that having the Holy Spirit in us is actually better than having Christ with us. That's what he tells his disciples, that we get to be animated by the power of God within us. Ruach, the breath of God. When these bones are are brittle and broken and tired, God breathes into us. So when you find yourself into that state, when you find yourself in a moment where your bones feel dried up, when you feel lost, when you are in spiritual exile, cry out to God because that is what the Spirit of God does for us. I don't know where you are in your spiritual journey, whether you're just exploring and trying on Christianity and asking yourself, is this what I believe? Is this what I see? Or maybe you're a new Christian and uh, you're still exploring what it means to be a Christian. Or, or maybe you've been a Christian for a long, long time, but you sometimes find yourself separated from God. We need the breath of God to animate us. We need this energy. We need this gift from God so that we can go and be the people that God has called us to be. God does not need us to do the work that God wants to do in our world. But God chooses to invite us to do what we are called to do. And the way that we are able to do that, the way we are able to be a light that reflects God's love into this world is because we are animated by the Spirit. So if you're finding yourself in a dry place, cry out to God and God will respond. The second part of this is that this Ruach, this breath, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God brings restoration. It brings restoration The Hebrew people found themselves in exile. They found themselves in Babylon. And they were even wondering if God was going to show up. You know, people back then believed that gods were in one location. And so they knew that God had resided in the temple with them, but that glory had left the temple when they were worshiping other gods and they weren't doing what God asked them to do and they weren't fighting for justice as God has called them to do and be that nation of priests that we've talked about. And so God, the Holy Spirit, the glory of God had left the Hebrew people. And God had allowed them to be taken into exile as God allows us to be taken into exile. When we allow separation to come between us and God, 
When we make mistakes, when we choose things, God allows us to experience the consequences of those choices. And soon we find ourselves in exile. But here is the amazing truth of the scripture. Is that when the people of God were in exile in Babylon, God was there. They found that God was already there ahead of them. That they could cry out to God and God would hear their cry. That God was with them and energizing them and filling them up with the power, the ruach, the breath of God. So this morning when we find ourselves in that place of exile... When we find ourselves driven from God because of our choices, our pain, our suffering, our physical limitations, our spiritual limitations, our mental limitations, our emotional limitations, our relational limitations, God is there in the darkness. No matter how dark a place that you go to, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how painful it is, God was already there before you even went there. And not only that, here's the promise that God is saying, that he's saying to the people of Israel. Yes, they messed up. Yes, they found themselves in in exile. But God is promising resurrection. God is promising restoration. God is promising that there will be a day when they will be through this dark period and they will receive God's grace. One author says it this way. Maybe those things that divide us and lead us as the dry and cut-off bones are not insurmountable. Maybe we can be restored, we can be reconciled to each other and to God. We can be recreated into the kinds of communities, families, countries, or people that God desires us to be. Our fatalistic worlds of hopelessness and abandonment are not the final word, for God's word will still come into our valleys and bring us up from our graves. But it takes more than just speaking to our brokenness, more than just commanding restoration and reconciliation, more than just saying it, it is possible. It requires the breath of God moving in and among these bones. It needs the spirit of God infusing us with new life, moving us to better ways of living and being. It requires the breath of God moving in and among the bones. So when we are in these places, we have to cry out. This is why it's so important to attend to the things of faith that we are called to do. We need to be in groups with each other. We need to hold each other accountable. We need to actually live out our faith. First John tells us that we love because God first loved us. Sometimes we feel brokenness and separation from God because we are not loving with the same love that God has for each of us. So if you are feeling lost and broken, again, The breath of God, the spirit that animates us, God is offering it to us. He just wants you to cry out. And the third thing is that this breath, the spirit, this gift of God leads to resurrection. You know, it's interesting. At first, uh, Ezekiel prophesies and and God restores the bones and has this really interesting visual of the bones coming together and making those clacking noises and, you know, as, as bones would come together and then sinews coming on the bones and then flesh and muscle coming over that. It's a very descriptive passage. But the, the, the bodies still don't have life. They need resurrection. We don't just need to be restored. We need to be resurrected. Whether that's today or looking toward the future resurrection. God promises us resurrection. God promises us new life through Jesus Christ. 
A lot of times when we think about resurrection, we go to, to Jesus and that story of Easter, and, and that is a wonderful thing. We call ourselves a people of Easter, but you can experience resurrection today and now. If you're in a place of dry bones, in a place of exile, in a place where you feel lost and alone, you can experience resurrection. There is no dark place that God can't go to. There's no exile that God won't find you because God is already there. But not only that, we get to look forward to a resurrection because some things aren't healed in this life. There are some physical ailments that God doesn't take away. There's some spiritual ailments that God doesn't take away. There's emotional and and mental anguish that God doesn't take away. Now, God provides the support we need and the energy we need and the people we need in our life. But God doesn't always take those away. But the greatest thing about following God is that we have a hope of the resurrection. We have a hope of one day getting new bodies, imperishable bodies. We believe as Christians that one day we will die and we will get to be with God until a day where God will resurrect our, 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 our bodies and give us new perfect bodies that will have no more pain or suffering or ailment. We have good news Even if we don't see that healing in this life today, we have something to look forward to in the future that God will resurrect us and give us new life. And what God asks us to do until that point is to be agents of that resurrection today. There are people in your life today, and I bet if you you stopped and you thought for a moment, you can think of one person, one person that you've come across this week or you come across every day that you have seen is in a dark place that you know that they're struggling, that you know that they're full of pain. Maybe God is calling you to come alongside them, to breathe in them the breath of God, the Holy Spirit. Maybe God is calling you to tell them about the good news of Jesus Christ so that they can have resurrection and new life and new creation within their life. Maybe God is calling you to be the instrument of that gift in their life. The Ruach, the breath of God, brings restoration and resurrection even when we are in the darkest places of life. That is a truth we need to hear and we need to believe and we need to claim for ourselves so that when we are in that dark place, we can say, come breath from the four winds and breathe into us that we may live. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.